Thanks for tuning in. 99 for One is a podcast of real-life stories meant to inspire ordinary people to do extraordinary things that change our world. This podcast is owned and operated by Will Cravens, author of the book 99 for One and founder of the nonprofit Endurance Leadership. Now for today's podcast, here's Will Cravens. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, My name is Will Cravens. This is episode four of season one, and I've got with me today Steve Bowman. Steve, hello. Hi, how you doing, Will? Pretty good. Steve, Steve and I didn't know each other real well before this whole homeless thing came about. I, I mentioned last on the last podcast that uh, I, I recruited at a church I was speaking at and said, who wants to live homeless? And Steve, can I, let me just ask you, what was going through your head that day when you heard me speak? Uh, the first time I heard about it, I knew in my heart that I wanted to go. Uh, it took me about two weeks, prayed about it, and then finally went to my wife who said, she knew I was going to do this. It was just a matter of time when I was going to commit to it. So um, at that point is when I came back to you and told you I wanted to uh, take this trip with you. Yeah. So she, you said she knew you wanted to do that. Now that's uh, if you were imagine uh, if you're listening that you're sitting there with your spouse. <laughs> like how many of you, your spouse was like, hey, my, they're definitely going to do this. So how how do you think Lisa knew? Hey, I think Steve's going to want to live homeless. Just knowing my personality and knowing that uh, these are the kind of things that uh, that I do that's in my heart that, uh, you know, helping others and, you know, trying to find a friend uh, just hit home with me. Yeah, and you, you actually went to the, the rival high school that Ed and I went to. You were at Herndon High School while we were at South Lakes. And uh, so, and, and you're right, just identifying with finding a friend. Your wife obviously knows you well enough to know that's going to be in your character. Well, awesome. I was so thrilled you did. Um, Steve has actually made seven um, of the 13 total trips we've made. Only eight of those have actually been homeless. Uh, as I said, the first trip, I stayed in a hotel. Uh, but of the seven of the eight, he, he was homeless with me. So, uh, last uh, on the last podcast, we talked a little bit about. Do you remember we got there? We had ground rules of no money, yes, and no food. We we're like, let's make it equal. We got to play like they play. They don't have anything. Why should we take anything? <clears throat> and so you and I walked around with Brian, and we we um, we started getting hungry. Right day one, we'd walk seven miles from downtown. We're starving. <laughs> yeah, well, starving <laughs> comes in yeah as the days progress. But yeah, that first day was uh, we we're getting hungry. And so it was time to beg for the first time. Do you remember what you felt, what we were thinking? We went to that street corner in Ocean Beach, I remember. Yes, it was uh, interesting because uh, taking this trip, I've camped before, and I was thinking, trying to put it in terms of uh, camping. So sleeping out under the stars really didn't bother me. What bothered me more than anything is the fact that coming from an affluent area and really not wanting for anything and then all of a sudden to be put in a situation that is going to require me to go out on the street corner and beg I probably got more anxiety from that um, hence the uh, your comment about me being a an introvert but it was just the fear of just approaching people and asking for money yeah it is it, humbling it's kind of degrading when you get yourself to that uh, place, and um, as I said last week, I realized I was with you and Brian. Neither of you were really excited about that, but you said you had my back. And so <laughs> you stood behind me um, between the building and the, uh, the, the, the street on, on that sidewalk, and we would have people walking up, and, and I would just, we, just to let you know, I, we didn't lie and say, hey, we're 
homeless for the long haul. We just said, hey, we're actually, I would stop people and say, how you doing? And um, I am uh, actually from the East Coast. I'm here with my two friends. We're living homeless this week to find a friend. And we're, and people were kind of intrigued. Most people stopped. I did, I would say, it was interesting. More, I would say for every person that stopped, um, like four um four out of every five people that would stop were females the men would keep rolling uh women were a lot friendlier just just making an observation yes um and and then with that they would listen to the story and then they would i remember one you remember one guy's like if, if you're lying this is really messed up because uh, we would say we're, we're living homeless to find a friend most would say it's really cool and I would say, you know, I've got a nonprofit website, enduranceleadership.org, if you want to check it out. Like, I'm not a poser. And uh, talk a little bit. Do you remember some of the responses we got? Yeah, I mean, once we figured out what our market was, we knew that females responded better, and we kind of figured that out fairly quickly. So they seemed to be more sympathetic about the story. So uh, they were more inclined to, you know, pull out a 5 a $10 bill. Um, and even at one situation, the girl was so moved that she didn't even have any money that she literally walked across the street to an ATM machine to get uh, money to give to us, which to me was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all of us can say if you got no, not a lot of people carry cash these days. You know, we live in a place where you can use your plastic almost anywhere. And I, I just remember specifically this gal just saying, no, I, I don't have any money. And I was like, oh, it's okay. Thank you. And she said, no, no, no. But I'll go across the street to the bank and, and get money out for you. Wow. I mean, that was something, right? It was very moving for me. And, and so <clears throat> I will say, I remember we, uh, at one point, I met a guy, a homeless guy in front of the Starbucks there in Ocean Beach. And I said, you know, what do you, you know, how have you uh, fared when it comes to begging or panhandling? And I'll never forget the guy looked at me like, hey, man, it's not begging. You just got to look for people. And when you feel it. You ask with dignity. Yes. Or <laughs> <laughs> you like we got some pointers. Some guys coached us like don't you're not a beggar. You're you're actually looking for people you feel the vibe with. I'm like it's kind of interesting. But right. as you Very said it a minute ago, you did look. You kind of did learn. After a while, I think these people are probably going to be kind and helpful. And you knew other people. You kind of got a feel of they're going to walk right past us. Exactly. Uh, and so, um, and some people even a little nasty, get, you know, get a job, say, some remark in passing. And um, I don't know it, how many, for those who are listening, how many homeless people you passed, if you work in a city, probably a lot more, but it's easy to, uh, if you're in that environment, just become callous to it, right? Step over them, walk around them, no thanks. And uh, we'll talk in a few minutes what some ideas uh, for, for uh, uh, with, with regard to you and I approaching people like that, but... Um, Steve, we did find out. At one point, we wised up. We asked some guys. We're like, "Why are we some of the only homeless beggars here?" And I remember we asked a guy, "What? What's the deal?" And they said, "Oh yeah, um, there's places that feed you. You should go to one of the feedings, right?" Right. And so they told us we kind of got the homeless insider that number of churches and nonprofits had uh, meals set up. Um, in fact, uh, we, we heard about one at a place called Mariner's Point. And, and again, keep in mind, we, right, we grew our beards in. We were looking scruffy. We wore old clothes. And so we, we did kind of look the part, although we weren't sunburned, as most, you know, flying from the East Coast, you, you were kind of looking pale. Uh, but that, that didn't um, take long to get caught up on the sunburn, right? No, not at all. 
not a lot of I learned a lot not a lot of homeless guys carrying the SPF uh, no. <laughs> tanning lotion. It's not something they beg for. So a lot of leathery skin. So we're we're getting fried and we're out there and I remember we went to a a meal at uh, Mariner's Point. We were standing in line and I asked the woman, I said, where are y'all from? You know, what group is this that's feeding us? And she said, some church uh, out there, some community church. And I thanked her. And I said, you know, I work in a church on the East Coast. And she literally looked at me, and I was looking rough. It was late in the week. And, and you saw in her eyes, there's no way she believed me. She said, you want more beans, buddy? Keep moving. Yeah, she didn't believe you at all. No. <laughs> I, and, and it was interesting is, I, hey, I've served the homeless in D.C. I've, I've done other projects. But... And you might feel like you're helping, and those are excellent things to do. Heck, we've benefited every time we've been homeless, right? Correct. And uh, there's a lot of great people we've met who are on that side of the table. But just in being on that side of the table where you're serving, you still have the upper hand. Absolutely. And one of the lessons learned for me was just to be on the other side of the table and now eating with them and uh, not trusted like most of the people in the room, put put in that group, it, it's a different feel, right? Do you remember any of your thoughts on that? Very humbling to be on the other side and, you know, having people look at you in a different way that you know you're not that homeless person, but they're treating you like one. It was very humbling. And, uh, yeah, I remember we volunteered. We, at one point we volunteered at one of the churches. It was a Catholic church in Ocean Beach feeding us dinner one night. We volunteered, told the guys, hey, man, we'll help you. I remember we were talking to a a homeless guy and and the guy came and tapped us and said okay I need your help now cleaning up the showers they had these showers and the homeless guy turned to us and said uh hey man I thought you were homeless like us I'm like we are but who told you because you're homeless you can't help volunteer the the guy's like whoa whoa you're blowing my mind yeah he was kind of moved by that yeah so uh anyway um back to kind of let lessons on that like Steve what would you if you're talking to the listeners today on a podcast and, and that are thinking like, so how should I respond to a guy that asked me for money on the side of the road? Well, for me, um, I've always been the type of person who walks by somebody or if I see someone on a street corner, as I pull up to a traffic light, I would always roll the window down and hand them a few bucks. But kind of seeing how that affects uh the person who's taking the money, you're not sure where it's going. So uh, this kind of opened my eyes to uh, maybe handling it a, a little bit different way, um, you know, by either, you know, donating money to an organization or to an organization that feeds the homeless. Or if I see someone, and I've done this, is offered to take them into a restaurant and buy them a meal. Wow. Wow. And, and I'll tell you, that is like, uh, I, I, the biggest thing you could do is thinking, um, you know, when we talk about what about you and me, how do you apply this? One of the biggest things we could do, A, is never give money because you don't know if you're supporting an addiction, a habit, and it might sound wrong. But, you know, I've had people say they're hungry, and then I said, okay, let me get you a sandwich. They're like, no, thank you. I'm like, what? Dude, you said you were hungry. <laughs> well, um, and, and I, I actually had, uh, but um, I actually had one guy uh, go out, and he said he wanted, um, you know, uh, instead of food, he changed it to a ticket. You know, I need a ticket somewhere. And um, we had just, I'd spoken at a university and had these college students that were trying to figure out how do we help. And, and one of the students came back to me, he said, you know, I just saw a homeless guy and I tried to apply what you said, Will. I said, yeah. He said, well, he changed his um, his request from food to a, uh, a train ticket. I said, really? 
And so he said, I literally said, I'll, okay, get in the car and I'll drive you to the train station. I'll buy you a ticket to Baltimore to see your family. Pretty cool for a college kid yeah, it's pretty in cool. Lynchburg to offer that. And then he said, the guy's like, uh, well, no, he stammered, no, I, I, what I really, he kept changing it. And so you got to be careful because obviously yes. if you kind of, if you smoke the person out to figure out, is this really a real request, you find out quickly. And you said a minute ago, Steve, um, gosh, offering to take somebody to a meal is, is like, that's, that's the, that's the top deal, right? I mean, yes. Cause then it's about relationship. Exactly. Getting to know them. And I, it's what we did toward the end of the, uh, I think the sixth or seventh trip, uh, we would go out or on our way to maybe get coffee in the mornings. Uh, we had actually passed a few homeless people that we would drag with us to the, uh, to the coffee shop to sit down and have conversation with them and get to know them and get to hear their side of the story of, uh, you know, what put them out on the street. So it, uh, it's very interesting. Yeah, as, as we said uh, on one of the earlier podcasts, when while we were looking for my friend Ed, we tried to never um, intentionally use anybody. We'd say, in fact, that every person we talk to is valuable. They're, they're another uh, person, somebody else's Ed, somebody else's brother, sister, cousin, um, mom or dad. And so we would uh, treat them as such, hear their story, and, and the meal is just a means to sit down and say, what's your story? And, exactly. and you give somebody dignity when you actually listen. Um, and unlike the woman who, who looked at me and said, yeah, right, buddy, more beans, um, you actually look at them and, and trust what they're telling you. Exactly. Steve, can you, uh, can you think of anybody when it comes to our experience, early, early trips and begging, that stands out to you as a good um, story to tell, example? Um, gosh, we met so many people that uh, affected true. me. Um, but the one person that really stands out is Tom. Oh, Tom. Yeah, t- Tom. Um, Tom's 82 years of old, uh, age when we met him and uh, blind. Yes. And begged and slept under a bridge um, uh, near Old Town, San Diego. And uh, wow, that's quite a story, huh? Yes, it is. Um, love to tell you about it. This, his attitude, his unbelievable attitude and his perspective on begging. But uh, we got to save some for next week, right? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So until that time, thanks for tuning in to 99 for 1. Thank you, Will. You've been listening to 99 for 1, a podcast of real-life stories meant to inspire ordinary people to do extraordinary things that change our world. This podcast is owned and operated by Will Cravens, author of the book 99 for 1 and founder of the nonprofit Endurance Leadership. Thanks for listening.